0: banter with your host Alpine ISD
1: Superintendent Dr. Michelle Reinhardt. Good morning, Alpine, and good morning, Martin. How are you today?
0: Wonderful, Michelle. So glad you are here on this chilly
1: morning. Chilly morning, indeed. We have had every single season in the last two weeks, um, and I'm ready for either spring or the summer days to come back. So maybe next week. We'll just stay tuned. Uh, let's hope it's warm. Yes. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Buck Banner this week. We are going to be talking today about three topics, about a little bit about school finance and an update on uh, local CAD values and how that impacts the school. We'll talk about legislative priorities I think our governor had his state of the state address last night we are in full swing in the legislature and so wanted to share with you some of the important legislative priorities that work for and against school districts and so talk a little bit about that and then also an athletics update we are transitioning from winter sports and hopefully winter weather into spring sports and hopefully some spring weather too so wanted to celebrate those seasons wrapping up and see what we have to look forward to there
0: well, we'll start with the up the finance update.
1: Okay, so we are going to talk money today, and some of us listening may not want to get into the weeds of school finance. This may not be seen as such an interesting topic, but let's talk about why we are even talking about this. And that's, you know, here's why this matters. Alpine ISD, if we say it frankly, Alpine ISD is an underfunded school district. Period. Yeah,
0: that's uh, the. This- That's it. (laughs) Understated.
1: Right. It's an underfunded school district. Let's just say it. Let's put it out there. It's something that I'll be sharing with our legislators next week when I'm at the state capitol. And our ability to continue to provide extraordinary learning opportunities here in Alpine for our kids is directly tied to our ability to be properly funded. So whether or not we want to kind of know about the intricacies of school finance, we have to know enough to understand why we are underfunded and what we can do about it so that uh, we can have the funding we need to run effectively, provide amazing opportunities, and frankly, to pay our people well, um, as well as um, school employees are paid in other school districts across Texas and then across the nation. So that's our why about why we're digging into some of this today. So first topic, we're going to talk a little bit about um, property value studies. So every January, the state releases a property property value study results for each school district in the state of Texas. And what this does, these studies compare the property values that lie within a school district's boundaries um, as they're determined locally. So locally, our Brewster County Appraisal District or CAD um, determines those values. And the, the state compares those local determinations with the state comptroller's determinations of what they think those values should be. And what they're looking for is alignment between those. And they want the local and the state values to be at least 95% in agreement. And for the unknownth year in a row, unknownth isn't even a word, but like that's how many years that we've been unsuccessful on this Alpine ISD and the Brewster CAD have failed the property value study. And y'all know in Alpine, we don't like to fail. No. So to pass, you have to have that 95% alignment. So let me share with you the progress we've made because there's some good news in this report, but there's some some bad news too. So our 2022 numbers, our local CAD says that all of the property that lies within Alpine ISD's boundaries, and that goes you know north up to Jeff Davis County, um, east over towards Marathon, west over to Presidio County, and then south almost all the way to Terlingua, all of that geographic property is worth $732 million. It's a lot of Money, but that's also a lot of acreage, right? Yes. The state comptroller, however, says no, no, no. That property is actually worth eight hundred and forty million dollars, and that's a difference of one hundred and eight million dollars between those two numbers. That uh, the local values represent eighty-seven percent of the state values. So the bad news is that we failed, again, we didn't get to that 95% level, and that failure has serious financial consequences for our schools, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. The good news, there is some, Martin, the good news is we failed better. So last year, our CAD values were at 76% of the state's values, and again, this year we're at 87%. That is a, that's a lot of progress.
0: Working our way up.
1: Working our way up, we're getting a lot closer to it, and, the, um, and there's less financial consequences for the school now that we are closer to that 95%. So that's good news. Let me share a little bit about what these financial consequences are. The way the state designs the school funding formulas, basically they intentionally punish school districts when their CAD values are out, even though the school has no control over CAD values. So here's what that looks like. The state says, Okay, well, on paper your taxable property should be at 840 million because we say so, like because we determined that at the state level. So your school district should be collecting property taxes on that full amount. And to be clear, they know that we're not collecting property taxes on that full amount, that we're collecting property taxes on that lower $732 million value. Um, And so we collect less taxes, right? Because we're not collecting taxes on $100 million of kind of artificially inflated prices, if you ask uh, some, that aren't actually on our books. And so this is a bit of a shell game in that what the state does is they pretend we collect more and then they penalize the district and our public school students by decreasing the amount of money they send us. Because they say, well, actually, you collected 300000 of that locally. No, we didn't. You know that we didn't get that money. So what that actually looks like for these current numbers, Alpine ISD will not receive $313,000 this school year. And in each future school year, every year, that we are entitled to based on the state funding formula. This is money that the state says we should have to educate our kids, and we don't get it.
0: It's sort of a catch-22 because if uh, we have to pay more, t- either have to pay more taxes or. Or have less money, which you have to make up in some other way, shape, or exactly form.
1: Exactly right. So talking a little bit about, and again, I want to explain this to the public so we're clear on what's happening here. And this kind of goes into some of the legislative priorities we'll talk about in a minute. To be clear, to kind of summarize this, this is an intentional underfunding of public schools, right? The state is well aware that this money is not being collected locally and refuses to p- pay it out of state coffers, even though there's a 30-something billion dollar surplus. So the money is there, right? Um, this is also a state effort to drive up property taxes by holding public school but, funding hostage. they collect money. They Correct. collect more money. Correct. And also because then the schools will put pressure on the local CAD or pressure on the local community to say, our kids are suffering. We're going to have to run deficit budgets without this money. We need to increase property taxes to match what the state says they should be. So do not be fooled. This is, again, state interference driving up local values as well. Um, And then also, this is a a direct punishment, punishing public schools for property value fights that aren't our business. These are between local CADs and the state, and yet schools and our kids are the victims. So this has to stop. This is not productive for anyone. It's not productive for a taxpayer. It's not productive for our schools or for our students. And this is a big focus as we go into the legislative session.
0: Is there anything we can do about that?
1: Great question. So this is something that um, I and many other uh, superintendents across the state are advocating for. Our legislative priority around this particular area is... Is to move to actual tax collections, right? You know how much we collect. We have to report it in so many ways, and not the state's shell game. And use those actual tax collections to determine the school district share and then the state share, so that the state will actually fill the gap on that funding.
0: And of course, we would know those numbers better than the state would because we're right here. So correct. Oh, Correct.
1: A couple other things I wanted to share as we talk about property taxes before we pivot. So if you're here in Alpine, you know, and this is true, not just in Alpine, it's true across the state, that property values and still so therefore property um, tax collections have increased, right? So our property values have gone up year over year, and that's, that's also driven by market values. People are coming in and paying more for properties than they were historically. But a couple things I wanted to share for y- with y'all, our tax rates have not been rising right what we collect off taxes increases because the property values are rated are valued higher but the rates themselves have actually dropped significantly so school district tax rates have dropped over 20 cents in the last five years because tax rates are heavily state regulated and determined we don't actually get to determine those locally even though there's kind of this perception of local control the other thing i wanted to share is that as as a homeowner And as other homeowners listening, we might think, well, hey, our property values and how much we actually pay have increased. So that must mean school funding has increased, right? Because we're all paying more and it goes to our school. So the part of my property taxes that goes to Alpine ISD is going up. So Alpine ISD is getting more money, right? Not the case. Not the case. And so how how can that be, though, that that school funding isn't increasing even though we're all paying more? And so what's happening here is that the state has changed basically is changing the rules and having local taxpayers pay more so the state pays less but the overall funding that schools actually get hasn't increased. And so this is how else you end up with a 30 something billion dollar surplus at the state level. It's because property owners are paying more, state sending less, keeping more and or using for other purposes or not and just putting in the bank. So a big priority you're going to hear, you heard this from the governor last night, you'll hear this from other leaders within the legislature, is property tax relief. We need property tax relief. And I agree, we need property tax relief. But please, people, do not be fooled. This is a state solution, air quotes, to a problem that they created. They have driven up these, uh, these values and are now coming to the rescue trying to provide some relief.
0: Did he, mention much, did he mention anything last night about giving schools more money?
1: Great question. So that's a great segue into our next topic, which is legislative priorities. So next uh, Monday evening, I'll be driving to Austin to spend Tuesday um, at the state capitol visiting with legislatures. And many other superintendents are doing the same to share about the needs of public education. So public education, one of the big um, chunks of the state budget, about 33 percent also um a big chunk of all of the legislative bills that will be working through the legislature over the next few months so let's talk about what some of those priorities are so we talked about a little bit about um, moving to actual tax collections that's a that's a local priority what we're really seeing from the state versus local is different priorities a little bit of alignment but some big different priorities governors really focused on um, things like uh, culture wars in schools, book bans, etc., we're, t- we're talking about money. We're talking about funding. We're talking about um, adequately funding our schools to, to be able to provide high-quality um, instruction. So let me talk a little bit about where we're at with school funding. One of Alpine ISD's priorities is to substantially increase school funding and also provide for annual inflation adjustments. There's no inflation adjustments for schools, so we're receiving as little funding now as we were five years ago, despite the fact that inflation has double digit over that time. Um, It's interesting for us to know that this underfunding of public schools is true on average across the state. Texas ranks 42nd on some surveys and others 49th from some research studies out of 50 states, Martin, in education funding and that we're is not
0: mississippi but we, just about. that's
1: that's 50 you yeah, know but yeah. like we're right above them yeah. that's wild with the wealth that our state has there's absolutely no excuse for under underfunded public schools in texas and so really we are at 40 you know 42nd to 49th out of choice and it does not need to be that way so that will be a big focus of ours now talking about you know what priorities does the governor and other state leaders have for the legislative session we talked about this a little bit earlier, property tax relief. Again, just a reminder, this is state politicians positioning themselves as solving a problem that they helped create. But regardless, we will, we will use uh, property tax relief, which we also believe in, in a way that also benefits schools. So let's talk about what that could look like. Um, current leaders are throwing around a number of proposals right now about how do we do that. So one is potentially increasing the homeowner's exemption. You'll remember just last year um, through election, we increased the homestead exemption from $25,000 to $40,000. Now the current proposal is to increase that to $70,000. That'll give some relief. But again, think about how your values have been driven up, up, yeah, up. That's not a long-term solution. No, it's not. Um, Instead, what schools are advocating for is look for solutions that lower property taxes and benefit schools, some kind of two-in-one solution, and that is possible. So let me share an example of what that could look like. One such example is to use the excess revenue, so the state wants to use about 15 billion dollars from its 30-something billion dollar surplus for property tax relief they could use 15 billion dollars to pay off school districts capital bond projects here's what that means capital bond projects are like the 22 um, million dollars we borrowed in order to upgrade and update alpine high school and so what that could look like let's talk about what that could look like uh, locally so say for example the state um, paid off half of alpine isd's 20 million dollar bond it's actually 22 million but i'll just friendly numbers. So say they paid off $10 million of it. That could lower our property tax rate here in Alpine ISD by 10 cents overnight, which would be an instant 10% reduction on your property taxes for this year and for 30 years into the future because that's the length of that bond. And so that's a way that you can Instantly lower taxes, but also help schools get a two for one because you're paying off some of those capital bond projects that schools have invested in.
0: And like you said, the money is there.
1: The money is there, absolutely. So, you know, our big kind of focus here is that every penny the state uses to pay off bonded debt is a form of tax rate reduction that also benefits schools, whereas other forms of tax rate reduction lower your property taxes, but also underfund schools even more. Why would we do that? Um, Other kind of priorities we're seeing, again, from schools is to increase school funding. There's a current proposal uh, from the state that would increase school funding by 1.8%. Not enough. It's trivial it doesn't uh, doesn't make a dent in the years of underinvestment in our public education you heard the the governor speak last night about vouchers and i cannot um, be clear enough in terms of what madness and frankly malpractice it is for legislatures to consider funding voucher programs which uh, to share with the public Uh, siphon money out of public education and provide money for parents to pay for private school or homeschooling without any kind of state regulation and just what malpractice that is to do when our public education system is so drastically underfunded if we get to a point where we are fully funding public education and we still have money to be able to do vouchers that's a different conversation but we are not there So um, I'm heading to Austin again on Monday. I'll be at the state capitol on Tuesday, meeting with legislators to advocate for what we need here in Alpine ISD to be able to continue to offer incredible learning opportunities for our kids. Well,
0: good luck, and we wish you much success over there.
1: Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, so let's pivot. We don't want to be all doom and gloom. I mean, there's hope in all of that. I think there's hope and power and knowledge, Martin, and that's why we talk about those issues as well. Is to understand these things that we're hearing from the state level or from different forms of media understanding their implications here in Alpine, right? Yeah,
0: and you know, every election year, you always hear how they're going to do so well for our children, how they're going to help. Now's an opportunity to show what you've been saying you're going to do, and as you mentioned, the money is there, we need to just prioritize uh, education as we say we're going to.
1: Exactly right. Exactly right. But but we have athletics. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's pivot to something positive and and that's why like why do we do all this? Right? Why do we immerse ourselves Martin in trying to understand understand school finance, try to share that with others, trying to like wade through all of these political debates to get the funding that we really need here in Alpine for our kids? Why do we do all that? It's for our kids, right? And so let's talk about some of our kid buck brilliance to to wrap up with some joy this morning. Right now we are in that winter to spring weather and sport transition with winter sports wrapping up. Man, did we have fun watching our kids play uh, this season. And then we're transitioning into all the things. So let's talk a little bit about that. First up, let's talk Lady Bucks basketball. I was
0: sorry to see the season end. It was an exciting <sighs> season, was though. an
1: amazing season. They, these ladies were so fun to watch. So our varsity Lady Bucks uh, ended up third place in district. So many fun games along the way. They lost Monday night to Mule Shoe in bi-district action. But let me tell you, I want to share this with you, Martin. These ladies won in character. So before our Lady Bucks even got home that night, uh, myself, Coach Fellows, Mr. Vickers at Alpine High School had an email in our inbox from a shoe parent and school board member who could not help but email us to brag on our kids. So I wanted to share this with Alpine so you can take pride in what we're taking pride in, the amazing character of our girls. And so here's what um, this parent and school board member wrote. She said, I cannot express how great it was to watch and allow our girls to watch a varsity team compete with the attitudes and demeanor that the Alpine team did tonight. They fought and battled until the very end and all in the middle they were full of respect. We never once saw a player question an official's call or even have a look of frustration toward each other, the coach or officials. Even in moments of questionable calls and through the scoring run Muleshoe had. We are driving home and actually talking about how we can train our girls and their teammates before junior high to be respectful ball players who enjoy the game, understand what is within their control, and play hard until the end. Great job to you and your girls' program. It was a pleasure to watch a class act play tonight.
0: Well, that is fantastic. Just goes to show you don't have to have the highest score to be the winner.
1: I mean, amazing. And truly, like, that message is what being a Buck is all about and what Alpine is known for. So just wanted to call out and and congratulate the Lady Bucks on an amazing season, but also the amazing character they work to develop in themselves every day. Boys basketball. Another exciting season, second place in district that just wrapped up on Tuesday night, and their playoff game will be coming up next week. So we're excited to watch their playoff run as well on Tuesday. Yes, and I don't know if you've heard about our powerlifters, but let me tell you what we have: so many students who qualified for powerlifting regionals, which will be held in like the northeast corner of the Panhandle, basically Oklahoma. Um, and so many of our girls have had amazing success in powerlifting. So so proud of them as they move into the next round of. Playoffs for powerlifting. And then, since it's a transition, Martin, that means all the things. So, we've got tennis, softball, track, golf, academic UIL, all rolling. We've got kids in five different towns across Texas today competing in things. Uh, spring is always a wild season, but it's a fun one, too. It is. So as we wrap up today, I just wanted to share kind of a summary at both the local and the state level. So at the state level, yes, there is important work for us to do to advocate for what we need in order to continue to be an exceptional exceptional school district. But at the local level, do not miss the fact that amazing things are happening every day in Alpine ISD, and we are blessed to be here. Go Bucks.
0: All right. In- Thank you so much, Michelle, and uh, we look forward to uh, next week you coming in and doing this all over again.
1: Wonderful. Thank you, sir. You
0: have been listening to Buck Banter. It is brought to you every other Friday at 9.05, courtesy of the Alpine ISD.